What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Fair Faithful Podcast. I'm Brian Franio, joined by me is my co-host Christian Dyer. We're gonna be having Dion Johnson join us pretty senior. We have some special guests tonight. We got our boy CG Ruthless. We got our girl, the one and only Miss Izzy Melissa. How we doing? Hi. And the one and only Mr. Chris Polo. How we doing, you guys? Doing great, man. Just glad to be here. Yep. Awesome. All right, uh, let's go over to you guys real quick since you guys, your guys' first time on our show. Let the people know where they can find you if they haven't yet already. CG, go first. Uh, CG Rooflet Sports. If you like straightforward content about the 49ers or anything with entertainment purpose, go look for me, CG Rooflet Sports. CG Rooflet One on Twitter. Find me on Instagram under CG Rooflet. And there you go. Yeah. I'm, or Chris. I'm yeah, on YouTube as well. Um, you can just search the Polo Show. It's the name of my show. And you can find the links to all my platforms just on my Twitter bio. So my Twitter's in my display name. It's Chris Polo, two underscores. Uh, YouTube subscribers, once I hit 100, I'm like 15 away. I'm giving away a free Nick Bosa jersey. So that's pretty cool coming up. I'm also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music for – um, audio and also just created a Twitch not too long ago, so streaming there as well. And about to do more live streams, getting stuff set up. So I got a lot of stuff coming. And Melissa. Uh, hi, I'm Melissa. That's my tag for both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and I am a huge supporter of the entire High family. Thank you for that, Izzy. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, so let's get into it, guys. Um, it's been a minute since we've we've been on. Um, Christian's over here like, watching the hockey game. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's just let's just go ahead and uh, let's update the people what's going on so far in in Forty ers locker room camp, whatever. Jimmy Garoppolo is. Uh, on schedule to be coming back, start throwing balls, stuff like that. I saw yesterday that once that happens, trade talks are going to start heating up. So let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts? Where do you think he can land? Um, Chris, let's start with you first. Oh, oh yeah, him, my bad. Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, I still feel like he gets cut just because I feel like GMs are kind of noticing, like, okay they're definitely not going to like, are, we, are they really going to keep that guy to be a backup getting that much money? I think teams kind of understand the Niners don't exactly have leverage in that situation. They have a lot of other problems that they've got to address. Like they've got Debo's contract. They got to figure out. I don't think teams are really in a hurry to go trade for Jimmy G, but I forgot who tweeted it out today, but I saw earlier this afternoon, um, Supposedly, there's some noise going around that the Seahawks might be closing in on getting Baker Mayfield, which I really hope because I would love to play Baker Mayfield twice a year. That hell would be yeah, very fun. Um, that could open the door up to maybe not Carolina. I mean, it's possible, but also Cleveland because of the whole Deshaun Watson situation. If they're moving Baker Mayfield, so personally, I still feel like Jimmy G ends up getting cut, and teams just kind of sit there and dare the Niners to actually pay a quarterback to sit on the bench for over $25 million. Um, and then they can just pick them up for much cheaper. So 
We'll see, but I do think that Cleveland is a huge possibility because I don't think they're going to keep Baker Mayfield, and obviously with the Deshaun situation, I feel like Deshaun might just get suspended indefinitely, and at that point, they're going to be playing with no quarterback, and it's just going to be, okay, what choice do we have? Just have Jimmy for this year and just kind of see what happens with Deshaun Watson while this situation continues to unfold. Izzy? Uh, I think that he is going to be a New York football giant, just like Dante Pettis after being cut. They have Daniel Jones coming off a horrendous neck injury. They have Tyrod Taylor, who also cannot stay healthy. And I think the Giants are just waiting for him to be cut so that way they can sign him. Hmm. That's an interesting take. Christian, let's get your thought on it. Uh, (laughs) I think he's just going to be cut when the time comes. And they're going to go pay Debo right after. I, I think as soon as he's cleared, he's gone. Nobody's going to trade for him. So, and I think they're pretty much hands have been tied until the injury, uh, until his injury's over with. So once he he's uh, done and they don't lose that extra seven million for the injury, he's gone. So okay. I think as soon as. I don't know what team will pick him up, but I I think he's gone as soon as possible. And once he's gone, then they're going to use that money and pay Debo. Um, I saw earlier today that uh, the Carolina Carolina Panthers still might be an option. So, um, I mean, who knows? That could actually happen too still. I mean, Panthers still haven't found their quarterback yet. So, I mean... Yeah, but here's what makes that difficult, though. They just picked up Sam Darnold's fifth-year option. Yeah. They're not going to pay for two high-paid salaries for two players that can't stay healthy, two guys that clearly are not the guy going forward, and clearly Matt Rule is one of the most under-pressure coaches right now. So, I I think if either of those quarterbacks were cut, maybe the Panthers make a move, but to pay 20 plus million to Jimmy or 19.9 million to Baker, I I just don't see Carolina doing that right now. It's almost like if, if they traded for him, they, the Niners feels like would have to take Sam Darnold back no matter what, just Mm. to make the money work. So I I feel like, like I said, I think they're just, I think teams are just going to wait till he's cut and then that's when they'll make a move if they really want him. Yeah. It's just like Dante Pettis. I don't think anyone's trading for him. I mean, I think uh, Carolina can probably get Jimmy if uh, he gets cut, but um, uh, I think that uh, they can probably restructure his, his whole th- I don't know how it works with him getting cut and him getting possibly paid any money. So if he is owed money after being signed by another team after being cut, then I, they can rework it. So it would probably play to Carolina's favor if the Niners cut him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know everything about the contract stuff completely, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I mean, Jimmy does win. You know, you know we can't stand him. We're tired of him a lot. So if Matt Rule's trying to save his job, then probably getting Jimmy G makes the most sense for him to at least try to keep his job. Um, so it makes yeah. the I would say it makes the most sense of all the teams for him to go to would probably be um, Carolina. Uh, but it'd be interesting uh, 
to see him actually go to the Giants. But I think I think uh, Danny Danny Dimes is is gonna if he can stay healthy and like get some protection. I actually think he's a pretty decent quarterback and can do well with him. He just hasn't had anybody block him for him since he came to the league, and he's been able to stay healthy because of that reason. So. I just remember my father's face when he tripped by himself on the Philadelphia field, and my father has not been a Daniel Jones fan since then. Dude, Daniel Jones is something else, man. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pretty good athlete, man. He's he's actually a pretty good athlete. I mean, he tripped, but he was like the fastest player on that in that game. Yeah, he's really fast. <laughs> yeah, for a quarterback, he's hella he fast for a white boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, Bumbles, they call him. He just has that <laughs> white boy coordination. That's all. <laughs> white coordination. But, but I, but I do think when you look at Jimmy's uh, destination, this can become as a mystery. Like, do you really think that the Houston Texans, like, if Jimmy gets cut, don't you think maybe Texans might pull the trigger because of the connections? They don't have to acquire. They don't have to give up draft capital if he's cut. But they also and, makes, back. and Davis Mills will they get like better him. with competition. They like Mills yeah. though, so I don't see why they bring Jimmy in. Um, would you have yeah, a cheaper they deal? They would. Maybe you would have to. Yeah. What's going on, Fern? So you go through the chat real quick. Twin Empire, what's going on? How's it going? Let's see, Can- Throwback says Davis Mills is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> yeah, can we all just, but you can always, all but you can always better the competition. Yeah. Can, can we all just agree that people are going to think Jimmy's going to be decent when they bring him in, and then they're going to realize he was completely affected by the Niners system, and it's going to go poorly. For well, I else. think I, I think they already know that, and that's why he's not getting traded for. Yeah. Like the like teams are not going to be well, fooled by that. Like scouts, coaches, they see the film, they understand. Like, listen, we don't have a Debo Samuel, we don't have Kyle Shanahan as a coach, we don't I, have see, Trent Williams. I agree, but at the same time, <laughs> I, at the same time, I don't see they all. I don't feel like they see it the same as way as we do because look how many Hi, people, Tommy. especially like in like national media that talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, they they always like reference that he's a winner and he took the team here and there. They don't ever. They kind of completely ignore the fact that he's been in a system that's like. Yeah, but Jim Garoppolo time. gets them hits. Mm-hmm. Like no, that's, yeah, so, the, that's the difference between the media and the actual like league itself. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think realistically, it, it it could be the Browns because they're stuck in a deep hole with this Deshaun Watson and the fact that it's already damaging the relationship between Baker Mayfield and the Browns. I think that it's kind of like they have no other choice but I to did. get there. <laughs> I yeah, did. I, yeah. I think that I think the Browns makes the most sense for him because their offensive line's pretty good, even though they lost J.C. Treader. They got um, weapons. Amari Cooper's there. Uh, Nick Chubb is there. He can be handing the ball off. They have some good young talent on defense. Yeah. So I think if it's just to like buy time for Deshaun Watson to figure out what's going on there, I, I think that would make the most sense for him. Oh, quite a few of my followers are coming out here. <laughs> yep. Uh, just real quick, throwback said, Brandon, the problem is Jimmy is always hurt, and he never got better. He never improved, and quarterbacks like Zach, Mac Jones, and Lance will be better than him. Yeah, he just he doesn't he doesn't go up. He's still at that same 
That's what Josh Hockett says. He has a jawline. He told me on, on that interview. Exactly. What he can provide is great promotion for your team store merchandise. That's about <laughs> it. I mean, why be on Subway if he could be on Jimmy John's? Eat fresh. Yeah. No, no, no. Jimmy Eat John's fresh. was better for him. <laughs> He he should he should like throw a touchdown and then just scream eat fresh. Yeah, I was trying to get that do on my show, but I guess he hasn't gave back to me. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. I mean it's gonna be interesting to see for sure. I'm I'm just ready for Jimmy to be off this damn team. <laughs> me too. It's like he's been holding us back, and plus the salary cap space and all that stuff. It's just, dude, we gotta eventually clear up cap space and get rid of him. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Uh, that's that's another reason why um, it's taking so long to get Debo re-signed as well. I feel like he was Jimmy was going to be a Colt for that. He, he decided to have that surgery, so yeah, that he was. That's what Shay, all happened. Like do. Matt Matt Ryan's better for the Colts, but he was going to be a Colt, and then the injury happened, and then they pulled out. Yeah, uh, so he's a Jimmy G fan. Shay Shay's trolling. Shay. He's trolling. He's a big time <laughs> trade trolling. guy. That's a good troll. You know what you yeah. need, Shay? Actually, I'll DM it to you. I don't want to say it out loud. I'll tell you what you need. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Rohan, man, we need to get you on my show at some point, brother. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man, but we got to get something coming up soon. Hey, Shay says he needs three more years of Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, then please go be a fan of whoever he goes to next. Yeah. I don't he's, want him anymore. He's only saying he's that because Dion ain't here. He's true. Uh, Dion should be freaking joining soon. I don't know where the heck. If he Dion is. was here, nobody That's would be. That's a new Domber. Uh, San Francisco is worse than everybody. No, this is the new Domber, but he's a Bears fan. Oh. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Domber. <laughs> everybody heard of Domber. Yeah, on Rombo's show, but this is the new Domber. He was Thanks. on Hive. He was on Nitty Gritty Niners. He was on He's John Chapman. He was on Nothing But Niners. Don Burke stalked Niners <laughs> pods last year. Oh, he was on a couple of other Cowboys and Raiders streams too. He was trashing them. <laughs> um, <laughs> broken finger. Rohan, Rohan, we really appreciate it, man. We gotta get you back on the show again. Yeah, hey, I appreciate uh, it. We get them on mine at some point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, so I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see what the next like couple months here. Um, I'm excited for Trey. You know, I think all of us are. <laughs> um, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh, our next topic, we're gonna go ahead and talk about Debo Samuel and him him uh not resending his trade request. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts on that? trade requests like i think he still wants his contract like he's holding leverage like say i don't want to be here like he wants to get the top pay because this quarterback market value i mean the the receiver market value it's it's going from 30 million dollars so it's going to get a lot worse if we don't pay up this cooper cup contract just escalated pretty bad yeah yeah with the 
yeah, Rohan wants my take on Brock Purdy really quickly. So I, I tweeted something as a complete joke. I was like, Brock Purdy, like it was supposed to be a hot take. And I was like, Brock Purdy will beat out Jimmy Garoppolo for the starting job by week eight. And then a writer at 49ers web zone put it in an article and was like, seriously? And I just think, I think that was hilarious. But um, yeah, I mean, with the Debo thing to me, it's just like nothing's really changed. We're still at the same place we were at months ago. Um, this shouldn't be a surprise that, you know, you could say, okay, he hasn't officially rescinded his trade request. I mean, to, to be fair, like it's not, you know, untrue. Like we haven't heard him come out and say that we haven't heard anything like that. So it just means that everything's in the same place. You know, like he's not going to step on the field until he gets a deal and rightfully so, because if he's to go out there, if he tweaks a knee or something like that, and he doesn't have a new deal, He's going to be like, see, like, this is why, like, I did not want to play. And it's just going to leave a really sour taste in his mouth. And then other teams, like, let's say he misses, like, six games. Other teams are going to use that against him next year in contract talks. And this is his one chance to really probably cash out on a big deal because of his age. So, and also the way he plays. So, for him, like, I'm pro player. Like, do what you need to do to get paid to set yourself up and your family up for the rest of your life so that they just never have to worry about that. Um I don't know how much he'll get at this point. You know, I honestly don't really care. I just want it to get done regardless. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want him to just lose Debo. He's the transcendent talent that everyone in the league is trying to replicate, and they just can't. Um, so I just feel like nothing's really changed. So when I heard that, I didn't think that much of it. I think we're just still going to have to wait a little bit closer to the preseason to really start getting some stuff going. And also, obviously, wait for the Jimmy Garoppolo domino to – Oh, Matt. Yes. Speaking of that, what it what Rohan just said, man, like I think it kind of does play a factor because a lot of the contracts you have Tyreek Hill with the with the thirty million dollar contract. I mean, it's gonna really hurt the Niners because they have to figure out what works for Debo in the long haul. We might either have to just give him a franchise tag at worst case scenario if we don't get to the. Yeah, uh, just real quick for. Uh-uh, he won't. He won't. He won't. So they won't friend. I mean, he's – it's really simple. He's just waiting for his contract. It's just simple freaking contract nonsense. Mm-hmm. What does he want? Like, does he want the – No, he just wants the contract, but he – but, I mean, he's going to get the – he's going to get the contract when Jimmy's gone, that uh, that money – that we get from Jimmy being gone is enough to pay him and to pay Bosa for that matter. So the, and those two guys are going to get paid. Like Debo has just been kind of a baby from it. either that or just, I mean, I don't know. I, I, part of me wonders if it, it's been his uh, agent that has caused this issues or what the heck, but obviously I don't think there's any like ill will inside the organization with Debo. Um, they drafted that running back in the third round to be like, hey, we're not going to make you run the ball, which Debo obviously didn't want to do that much. He wants to just play receiver. So that was a um, – like a, what do you – what were – that's like a uh, – I can't think – like an olive branch type thing. I can't think of the word I was trying to come up with. But he's – that you know, they, they did that. Um, he came to minicamp and, and sat out. They didn't have an issue with that. So – I think it's just a matter of time. I think he knows what's going on and the the whole like trade thing is just semantics at this point. Like it it'll all get done. 
Yeah, Rohan said uh, the major deals that impact Samuels were Brown, Metcalf, McLaurin. Brown set a good per percent with 25 mil AAV and 57 mil guaranteed. Hmm. So yeah. the contract with uh, Brown was big. Yeah, the contract with Brown and Tyreek Hill were pretty big. Then the Adams contract was significant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, <laughs> if I'm Debo, I would. I mean, if I I would try to stay healthy all season, which you you can't know for sure. But I mean, if he comes out this season and has the best season of his career and is like the leading receiver in the league and then he's going to get a way bigger payday than he'd get now. So I get why he wants the money now, but like he, he could take the Lamar Jackson route. Who's going to play and wait another year and get like 30, 40 million more dollars on his contract than he would if he took a, a contract right now. So I guess for the receiver, it's harder to, it might be a little bit harder to do that, but. Especially guess, the way I, he plays. Yeah. I, but I would prefer that because then, you know, you're going to get a Debo 150% trying to get that contract because he gets that big contract. How do we not know that he's not going to take a step back? Yeah. Because a lot of players do that. Look at Michael Thomas. He did it when he got the money. So, you know, I mean, yeah. go ahead. I, I don't is know if he will do that because of the kind of player he is, but that's also always a possibility. Like if he gets the money and then all of a sudden yeah. he's not the same Debo anymore because he's got that money. Yeah. Is he got anything to add? Uh, I personally want to see if my worst dreams are going to come true or not, which I believe they are. And I, I really believe that Debo is going to pull a uh, Manningham or Odell Beckham and he's going to get paid and he's still going to be unhappy and he's still going to cause drama because he just wants the spotlight on himself. I don't think that it was a coincidence that he trademarked White back and then all of a sudden now he's like disgusted by it. I don't think it's a coincidence that he did that throat slashing thing at the nightclub when he was asked about Coming back to the Niners, I don't think it's a coincidence that he showed up just not to get fined at a mandatory camp. I just, I've seen too many receivers throw hissy fits pre money and post money, and I just don't trust him anymore. And I think That's that Christian Kirk, I think Christian Kirk really screwed things up going forward for a lot of these receivers. So they're like, if this guy can get paid, well, then we're going to do anything and everything to get our way and I just think that it's going to cause more issues for a team down the line. That just sounds like your Niner fan talking because you just all you all we ever known have known is pain and it's just your pain coming out of being a <laughs> no, but fan. so it, you're automatically okay, going to the you, you guys you guys watched Matt last year, right? Like yeah. If anyone yeah. watched Niners Hive last year, you remember Matt breaking down how Devo had a long history in college, in high school, in everything about injuries and being overweight and out of shape and like all this stuff ever since this whole trade debacle started it's been running through my head like endlessly like I, I just can't shut it off and the way he's going about it and the way he's like attacking the, the very idea that they used him as a running back it's just 
I don't know if it was the, the, the championship game where they didn't use him in the fourth quarter as much, or I don't know, but there's just there's something very, very hinky about it, and I, I just I can't get past that. I think it's he knows that the way that they're using him is going to shorten his career because taking hits like that, like that's why running backs are done pretty much when they hit around 30, and Debo's like, I think he's 26. So it's kind of like, I'm sacrificing my body. Like Kyle Shanahan's basically went to Debo this year and said, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And Debo has been with it every single time. Like Debo was even in the Cowboys game saying like, Hey, like get me the ball. Like he he's been doing whatever he needs to do to help the team win. And now he's at a point where he's like, okay, after doing what I just did for you guys, you better compensate me now because my career is going to be shorter. This is like I said earlier, like this is going to be my, probably his only big contract he's really going to be able to cash out on. And what probably happened was they probably really lowballed him. And he was like, okay, I'm not going to do this because he knows like the way that these guys get extensions. It's they wait till like the very last second in camp almost with these contract extensions. And he knows that that's what they're trying to do. And I think his mindset is like, listen, I don't want to dance around with this. I know what I'm worth. You guys know what I'm worth. Just, put the money on the table so I can come to work and not have to worry about this. And I don't know how much of it is like him trying to be a diva or anything like that. I think it's, he's just like, listen, let's just not do this. Like we know this game, we know this tactic, just let's just move on. Let's get this done because if the Niners aren't going to pay him, somebody else is going to pay him. And at the end of the day, if he's going to be continuing to be used like that in any capacity, I wouldn't want to get on the field either unless I had a contract just because he does have that injury history. And if he does get hurt, he may, not, he may miss out on that chance to get that contract that maybe he didn't really see him ever actually getting when he was a second-round pick. So that, that's my take on the Debo thing is the Niners, you know, they're just waiting, and Debo just doesn't really want to wait, and we just have to wait to see it unfold. I don't know how much of it is really the Jimmy thing or what. I know obviously they're trying to budget to make sure that they can still pay Nick Bosa down the line, which that is going to be the massive contract. I expect mm-hmm. that to be. He's going to be like the highest paid non-quarterback in the league. So they're probably trying. I mean, they said they budgeted for all of it, but I think the frustrating part about it from the Niners standpoint, if you look at the front office, is when John Lynch comes out and basically says, like, we've budgeted for this. They're going to be Niners for a long time, but this situation is so difficult. And it's not supposed to be easy, but – when you're confidently saying that like publicly and it's looking very difficult now there's trade requests going on there's all this buzz and that's the part where it's really frustrating so they just got to get this figured out but i think once we get closer to the preseason they'll have it resolved well i think it's got to do with the guaranteed contract just like uh for people's gonna want top guaranteed contract i don't think he cares about per year contract i think he cares about the fully guaranteed money yeah yeah he probably wants close up there to like Around the AJ Brown, but also closer to like the Devontae, just because Adams, yeah, yeah, like because Mm -hmm. listen, everyone in the league is trying to replicate me. Like, scouts are going to the combine looking for the next me, like, he knows what he's worth. So, yeah, he's just like, listen, I want to be here, just put it, put it on the table so I can just know I'm here. Yeah, (laughs) Hmm. Empire says, I don't think they will have Debo and Bosa both being the highest paid. Well, you look at the Rams, they're keeping a lot of damn players. Yeah, but see, here's the thing, though. I mean, it's not like our our receiver room is as depleted as it's been in the past. We have a Brandon Ayuk, we have a Jawan Jennings, we have the Danny Grays, the Ray Ray McClouds, 
They're bringing in a bunch of talent. So like the absolute like necessity of Debo. I mean, he's like a great player. He had a magical year, but it's not like dire. Whereas an edge, it'd be much harder to find a Bosa than there would be to find another young receiver. I think with well, Bosa, that's going to be hard to retain. I think obviously if they had to choose one, they would take Bosa because of wide receivers. Like you draft one every year, pretty much the way you should think of receivers. Yeah, and also having true. Brandon Ayuk. So if they had to, choose and you're one, developing a John Jennings too, so you're getting somebody who can catch the ball and block. Yeah, Ayuk's going to yeah. have a create like a breakout year this year, so. They probably want to pay. I, I'm pulling for Jawan Jennings to, to become like a master <laughs> Swiss Army knife, especially in the red zone. And yeah. and uh, Trayvon Diggs does not want to see him. <laughs> he got level. Yeah. Nope. So, but I think the Niners probably are thinking too. They want to pay Debo, but try when the time comes, pay IU too because he's going to be worth a lot. Because he's, I think he's going to have a, a breakout year with Lance. Um. And he just hasn't had a chance to really be the receiver that we that we drafted him to be because of the quarterback um, position, and he has, hasn't been able to get him the ball. Because I've never, I don't think I've seen a receiver all last season as be as wide open as many times as he was last year and not get the ball, or be yeah. wide open and get the ball overthrown thrown over his head. Yeah, so, but I also think what helps Ayuk was since Trey came here, Ayuk was the guy who came with him before the games to throw the ball with him. He stayed after games with him to go through all the different plays with him. Like Ayuk has been a Trey Lance supporter from day one and has worked yeah. overtime with him. He goes to where Trey goes in the off season to to train and stuff. So I think that's gonna help Brandon a lot because he's been like Trey's guy from the get go. And I also think that played a lot into the whole uh doghouse episode last year where yeah. Jimmy got really pissed off because Brandon didn't really get to play with him because Jimmy was hurt most of 2020. I think Brandon kind of like latched right on to Trey, and I think that kind of created more issues until it's Brandon sat Jimmy. down with Kyle. Ayuk doesn't like Jimmy though; it never has. He can't yeah. trust him because when he because when Jimmy looks for another like guy when he's cover, Ayuk can be open and he doesn't even throw it to him. Sometimes that's the weird part. Yeah, like, look at the, the Cowboys game. We could we could probably mm-hmm. go through all the film of every game and and just cert- and just count how many times Ayuk's wide wide open and he doesn't. I mean, get you could do the same thing with Kittle. You can do that the same thing with a lot of guys. The the difference is like with Ayuk, he's someone who could. I think he has literally like Devonte potential. Like I think that's like his ceiling. His route running but, is that good, right? And he like, can be a vertical threat, but. Jimmy is just not effective throwing the ball down the field. And I think having him a quarterback, Brandon Ayuk's been really frustrated. Like, I can't be fully utilized the way I know I can be. And he's sitting here looking at Trey Lance, the way he can throw the ball down the field. And he's like, this dude needs to start. Like, I think that's why the doghouse thing 100% happened because I think Brandon Ayuk, when there was that lack of trust, I think it was Brandon Ayuk just not trusting Jimmy G. He wanted Trey Lance to play the whole damn time. And it got to the point where they had to really talk about it. And he's still at 800 yards. But if you look at many games, like if you look at the Cowboys game, for instance, when he missed him on that wide open route, or mm-hmm. there was one time he completed a pass to Ayuk. I think he was running like some sort of wheel route or something. And I never realized it until I saw a certain clip uh, from a certain angle. 
Um, Jimmy, although he completed the pass, he underthrew him. There was no one behind. Like, there was no one in front of Ayuk. If he threw it in, and got him in stride, it was actually should have been a touchdown. So I think when Trey comes in, I think Brandon Ayuk's still going to put up, like, 1,100 yards. I think he's going to have more touchdowns. I think they're going to use him a lot better. Um, he'll be able to fully – you know, unlock his route tree. Cause I think there's a stat. I don't remember this exactly, but I think it's something like Brandon Ayuk in the NFC championship game got wide open on like 12 routes or something. And I think he only had four catches that game. So that that's going to be the biggest difference in this offense, which does take a lot of pressure off Debo. But I think, I think that also is going to allow Debo to just open up the rest of his route tree. I think that's going to allow Debo to be used more all over the field instead of just, we have to give this guy a screen pass or we have to hand the ball off to him just to move the chains. One of my so, favorite what, what, moments is still from MetLife last year where he like jumped right in front of KD and he's like, I'm going to get this ball. I'm going to get this down. And he just like, automatically from the get-go it's like i'm not going to wait for jimmy's favor i'm just gonna come in here and play i mean his route running his yards after the catch is really good like as soon as trey lance throws that ball man he he runs extra yardage compared to jimmy jimmy throws it it's like Ayuk's a little behind it's like oh my god yeah dion what's going on man hey what's going on y'all sorry i'm late uh you know what i'm saying it's all good. What's up, <laughs> So what's going on, everybody? Look at that. Lefty's on paying attention, not watching hockey. I'm actually watching hockey still. Still watching <laughs> hockey, man. Like, Ain't no, nobody watch hockey, bro. Nobody <laughs> watching <laughs> hockey right now. So oh, but I want to say what makes what makes Ayuk so valuable in our system is he's not one of the players that has to be schemed for. You literally can just put him out there, and his route running is going to get him open. A lot of the players, including Kittle, including Debo, a lot of times they're they're schemed open, and the scheme works to get them wide open and, and get them open over the middle and let them work in space because they're great with the ball in their hands. IU can just sit, sit there and go one-on-one over the corner, and his route running is going to get him wide open. And so he'll break tackles and go forward. Exactly. I think that's why he's going to be such an asset this year If because we'll actually have a quarterback who can consistently get him the ball when he gets open because it's like one of the – he's like a guy on the field Kyle doesn't have to worry about. He can just be like, I got the other guys to scheme for. You just go freaking, you know, go out there and do your thing. I mean, his 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 route running, running is like Devontae Adams. It's so freaking good and fluid and the way he comes out of his – and freaking is always wide open. It's insane. And I just think yeah. like he's not got that love because he's not getting the ball when he's when he's getting wide open. Because I don't, I mean, just if if he got the ball as many times he's wide open, he'd be already top ten receiver, and people would be talking about him nonstop. Yeah. yeah, you know, Ayuk does have the long arms, and whatever he does after the catch, it's just like this guy can break tackles and he can jump over people too. So it's like when you see this guy, he fits perfectly. Like you guys say, he has the ability to be a Devonta Adams. I think he's just in that same cal- caliber as Robert Woods, a younger prime Robert Woods. This guy was running routes too. This guy was hard to tackle. Like when I look at Brandon Ayuk's game, they put a comparison of him as Robert Woods, which I think is very accurate because I see both of them as solid route runners, good after the catch, solid speed, hard. Like the, the one thing you can't teach about Ayuk is those, those arms, dude, he can reach for those deep. He can reach for a path that's overthrown sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His arms are crazy long. <laughs> 
like Dion. Megatron arms. <laughs> Dion, yeah. uh, let's get your your take from uh, about this Debo situation and what your thoughts on it. Melissa was saying that he might be pulling like a, a OBJ type of ordeal with the drama and all this stuff. <laughs> so I want to get your take on that. <laughs> Me personally, man, like it's just like I was saying earlier on, you know, while I was on, like there's different ways that this can come about. And, you know, honestly, you're just going to wind up kicking yourself in the butt if you're Debo Samuel. You don't have the money to sit out. Like, as much as he's like, I'm not playing week one without a new contract, I don't know where this money's coming from that he swears he's going to have to be able to do so. Um, so, for me, my thing is you got to come through, you got to play, or, you know, if anything, now that Ken's uh, uh, recovery seems to have sped up a little bit and trade talks might heat up, we can possibly try to throw that money Debo's way, you know, and say, hey, look, we're, we got you this year and, you know, next year we're good, we'll do whatever. But me personally, I think it's all a bluff. I think if it's week one and he doesn't have a new deal, he'll be on the field just because he doesn't have the money to sit out as much as he would like to. And some people have to realize that. So that's my take on, on the whole Debo situation. What was the other part of the question? Um, so Melissa was saying that he might be, uh, pulling an OBJ possibly with the drama, right? Right, Melissa? You want to reiterate what you said for Dion? Uh, I was saying that I just don't think that money is going to fix it if he's really unhappy, just like with Beckham. I mean, to me, I put it like this. OBJ just isn't happy anywhere. Like, he wants to be that guy that, you know, is just going to cause his own drama and do his own thing. And for all the talent that the dude has, it's just not worth it. So, with me, I look at OBJ and I say to myself, I'd, you know, it, it'd be great if you could stay healthy because you'd be one of the best receivers, you know, in the game. But you can't ever stay healthy. You know, wherever you go, you're complaining and crying about stuff. So, me personally – I don't think that Debo is doing that. I think that Debo is basically trying his best to make sure that he gets paid, he can secure a future for his family, and that's it. He just doesn't seem like that type of drama queen, you know, that OBJ is. There's no disrespect to OBJ and no disrespect to players. You've got to get your money when you can get it. But that's the thing. Like, you don't need to stress about it, and you don't have to overreact. I mean, it's cool, you know, that you wound up uh, – doing the things that you did. I mean, that's what these young kids do today. They all use social media as leverage, but I mean, it is what it is. You know what I mean, I, I don't, I don't look at Debo in that light. I look at him more. So as a guy, just trying to get paid, man. Yeah. I remember Odell swinging his helmet around on the sideline in New York, like completely different guy. Um, like you said, Dion, I, He's just trying to get paid. That that's all it is. And he's just I was saying I was saying like he just doesn't he just doesn't want to go through this process that everyone else had to go through. Like, I know you guys are gonna pay me. Don't make me wait. <laughs> just do it now. So we can just get this over with. I think that's literally what all he's trying to do at this point. And he's just he's just like, I'm not gonna sit here and, and play this game. Yeah, pay me or I'm out type of mentality. Like you gotta yeah. give me the money. Yeah. Um, so uh, next topic is Dion brought this up. Uh, 
we're going to be talking about Trey Lance and basically if he's really going to be the starter or not. Um, it looks like so far from OTAs and mini camp and everything, it looks like everything's going well. The guys love him. The locker room is saying nothing but good things about him. And it, it just seems like he is going to be for sure the starter. Um, so let's just get your guys' take real quick. Uh, Christian, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to be the starter. I, I don't, there's no reason why he wouldn't be. I mean, the only way that we'd have to worry is that they were keeping Jimmy and they're not keeping Jimmy because if they keep Jimmy, they're not giving Debo contracts. So there's plenty of things to, to tell us that Jimmy's not coming back. And the way that all the players have, you know, out been outspoken about, um, Lance, the last couple months tells me all we need to know. Obviously, the front office hasn't said as much, but they're not going to because they still are holding hopes to trade Jimmy. And if they come out and just say it, then they're, that kind of hurts their ability to trade Jimmy. So, as soon as Jimmy's off the um, off the roster, you'll you'll hear even more of the front office back him, and it'll be fucking ready to go from there. Um, but he's going to be the starter. And it's going to be kind of probably a roller coaster season this season, but uh, I don't have an issue with that. You know, it's his first year, like fully starting, so I think it's just only going to be up from here. And as the year, as time comes by, he's just going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Izzy, go ahead and get your thoughts in. I cannot wait until I see five finally line up permanently. As our quarterback, I agree. I agree. Mm, I see. This is where I will agree because Jimmy does hold a little bit of the get, like the twenty-five million dollars, and that's supposed to be Debo's money if we get rid of him. So it's like I feel like Trey's the guy, but the reason why Jimmy is still here is because he's injured and nobody wants him. And then all this media stuff, they're talking smack about how Trey is not the answer. Jimmy's still here. This is why I'm getting so tired of that. Like, I know Trey's our guy, whether the stupid media wants to believe it or not. And the fact that this former Jet Scouts gets on my nerves, I am going to definitely have a debate with this guy and let him speak my damn mind. I'm sick of these damn media getting on Trey. Straight up. Like, Jimmy is only here because nobody wants him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, let's get your take. Yeah, I mean, they guaranteed Nate Sudfield money. You're not going to guarantee a third-string quarterback, like so. You're not you're you're not having Jimmy G on the roster. They pretty much let us know multiple times <laughs> with the Nate yep. Sudfield yep. extension and with the <laughs> the uh, what's it called? Brock Purdy picking him. There's no way Jimmy's on the roster. So Trey's 100 percent the starter. I'm really excited to just see him go out there, get his reps, because like CG was saying, I'm so tired of, of media. And it's always the same mm-hmm. dumb takes, too. Like, oh, well, if he's so good, why didn't he beat out Jimmy G? They literally drafted him to sit for the first year. It was not an issue of whether or not he was going to beat out Jimmy G or not. The plan was yep. not even to play him. Oh, he hasn't played enough. He's played more snaps, I think like 100 more snaps than Patrick Mahomes did his rookie year. Tyree Kill thought Patrick Mahomes was trash in his rookie season. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be Patrick Mahomes, but, I mean, there is no quarterback from that whole draft class that's in a better situation to succeed than Trey Lance. Like, Jimmy G 
on a team without this kind of support, I don't even want to know what that would look like. So the fact that people can see the fact that they're in NFC title games and they don't think Trey Lance can be successful is really ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear a lot of people talking about really stupid stuff like nitpicking, like, oh, his arm fitness or stuff like that. Like, it just doesn't even make sense. It's so, news to me when I hear that. It's, 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 it's so stupid. Like, I, I can't, like, I just can't wait till he can just play to just shut all of that up. Yep. And, yep, and just yep, play yep. well. Dion, you knew like, that was coming up. A, a lot of people, a lot of people are going to be <laughs> judging him when he makes mistakes. Like, he throws an interception, people are going to be judging him hard. And people are going to talk See, about I told you, da, 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 da. yeah. But the the issue that people need to realize is because people keep saying, especially media, oh, well, Trey Lance is basically a rookie. He's going to make a lot of rookie mistakes. Jimmy Garoppolo makes rookie mistakes every single Sunday, so it's really not going to matter at this point. What's and he gets injured a lot too. So and he gets injured. But wasn't wasn't that it like a crazy fitness? stat? Like we had like twelve starts last year at the beginning of the year that we didn't score in the first quarter at all. Yeah, everyone always goes right to the Texans game and takes shots at Trey because it took him till like second half to get really rolling. Like, I mean, this is your what, six year starter and he can't score in the first quarter at all. And you're just going to go at the rookie that's 21 years old because you have an issue with seniority and line being gone. And he had, ridiculous. The, he had the highest quarterback rating of every rookie QB that played Houston that year. So, yeah, like first half, it was a little struggling but then in the second half he started just lighting it up and played his best football i mean as soon as shanahan starts to figure out what works on trey's skill set and not make him try to be much of a runner then i think he'll be fine only use him as a runner if if nobody's open like that cardinals game was a little concerning but i felt like that texans game they got to use him more like that yeah but i think even like with the detroit game i think Kyle purposely put him in positions to see how he was going to react to failure and to see how he would react to just doing it right by what Kyle was asking of him. I think Kyle really wanted to see how he was going to handle professional defenses and to not get in his head and not get frustrated and just follow what was asked of him. There's no way that you run those three runs that way if you're not testing the kid. See, for me, I look at it like this. With what Chris was saying was spot on, man. It's just everybody wants to go ahead and shoot on the kid, and it, it makes no <laughs> sense. They made up a whole term from this for, for the guy. <laughs> Who has anyone ever heard of arm fitness before? I've Trey never Lance? heard that once in my Dude, life. That was out of the Skip Bayless school of terms. That was I, I, I guess Peyton Manning had an arm fitness for the Broncos. <laughs> no, Peyton Manning had neck fitness. He had yeah. neck fitness. That's what he had. So it, it just it, for me, Izzy made the proper point. Look at what Jimmy did; they couldn't even score in the first quarter. And, and the whole situation with Trey Lance is, we all knew he was supposed to sit. So them talking about him beating out Jimmy was—it wouldn't have made a difference. Kyle made it extremely clear: Jimmy's the guy. Trey's going to sit unless he does something miraculous to beat out Jimmy in training camp. He's not going to play. So we all understood that. Though by midseason, we were looking for them to get rid of this dummy and, you know, put Trey in because why? We <laughs> look at what happened. You know, it, we, we couldn't do anything. And it's what kills me is, is I think people forget the shot in the arm that he gives us. So our first touchdown was scored by who? Trey Lance to Trent Sherfield. Yep. We were getting our ass handed to us by, mm-hmm. the, by, by, by the Packers. Who gave us a shot in the arm right before halftime? 
Trey Lance. Trey Lance. When Jimmy magically had a calf injury, which I call complete BS on, who came in the game and started winning and started bringing us back? Trey Lance against who? Russell Wilson. So you go to the Texas game. What did we all think in the first half? Oh, shit. What the fuck just happened? He looked like a deer in headlights. But then in the second half, you're like, oh, 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 oh. It clicked. So Mm -hmm. all that tells you is the more games I play, the more reps I get, the better I'm going to be, and the worse off the rest of the NFL is going to be because I'm going to make you suffer. And for all of you people out there talking trash, every 49er content creator has receipts. And we're coming for all of y'all's heads at the end of the season when y'all out there going, oh, well, you know, Trey Lance, he just didn't have it. He wasn't the guy. I'm coming for Sam Acho. I'm coming for Marcellus Wiley. All of, Both of you dummies. I'm, I'm definitely coming for everybody. <laughs> I'm coming that from him. that Jet Scout, too. I'm coming at oh, him. I'm, I'm coming from the Jet Scout. I'm coming for that idiot that seems to, to try to He's going to go on my show. With his, with his I'm coming for Skip Bayless. <laughs> yep. Oh, no, but he agreed to go on my show. Skip Bayless oh, that, is not oh, taking shots at trailers. Yeah, he, he, he inboxed me. He inboxed me about it. He said by next oh, week or something. Please allow me to be there. Please and, allow me to be there. The other thing, all they really, all, uh, D- Daniel Kelly, but but I all got those, skills. All those people just need to look at like one thing because a lot of people keep trying to say like Jimmy's going to be the starter. Also, literally look at what the front office decided to do. After last year, they traded the village, all those draft picks, to get Trey Lance. Why the hell would they not want to start him? Like, they, they, they actually, not only that, they were trying to get rid of Jimmy to upgrade multiple times. Like, those picks were definitely set aside for Deshaun Watson. They called Green Bay about Aaron Rodgers. They tried to see if they could get Matt Stafford. They were actively trying to move on from Jimmy. And it just came down to, we couldn't get those guys. Now we drafted this guy why would they keep sitting him why would trey not be someone they want to go to it just doesn't make sense and they try to create this narrative of like who's gonna start a quarterback it's obvious they pretty much told everyone i mean jimmy knows it like they all know it yeah but i also call everyone sees it everyone i also call bs like i mean if you really think about it though like we don't talk about or hear about in the media trey lance had an injury last year like every time, any time that Jimmy struggles, it's always we list the injuries, we list the this, we list the this. There's like always an excuse built in for whenever Jimmy is injured or pseudo injured. And what really irritates me is like they always fall back on their favorite thing, which is Jimmy wins. Look at what the Niners are whenever Jimmy isn't in there because they don't win without Jimmy. Like Trey Lance has had what? one real start and then two other games that he filled in like he doesn't make the same mistakes like once he gets comfortable once he sees things once he has the mistakes pointed out to him he doesn't make the same silly mistakes over and over and over again like to me i i, I can't wrap my head around how the entire like other world besides the niners faithful who believe in trey just are hating on a 22 year old because they don't want to see this guy go away. Yeah. Do you remember when Zach Wilson in his pro day had that one throw when he was rolling to yeah. his left and it went viral? Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh, he's the next Aaron Rodgers. And then don't Trey Lance has these guy. practice throws. And then Trey Lance has these practice throws leak. And then people see it and they're like, 
Man, or uh, Tua was supposed to be the next Steve Young because no. he was this great, big, talented, left-handed quarterback, and the league wasn't going to know how to handle Tua Talabongo coming off all those injuries just because oh, he was left-handed. The, the even funnier so, thing is the fact that Justin Fields came and did the same fucking throw at his pro day, not the, the day right. or two later. So right. It, mm-hmm. it, it just—it seems to me like this: the Niners just get a lot of hate. Period. Yep. Like, they don't yeah, want to see us win, and why it is, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers can lie about being vaccinated and not get suspended. He can oh, date this Oh, you had to bring up my least person. favorite quarterback. He, uh. like, like he, he literally can do anything, and no one says nothing. But oh, because he's a star. He hasn't even started a full season of football for you to even pass judgment on the young man. And what's the first thing you do? Pass judgment. You give him all of the negative interviews you can think of. But my thing is, going back to what Chris said, all of the QBs that we tried to get, everybody. <laughs> and I mean, y'all, my thing is, I'm one of those people. I'm I'm very, I'm very adamant about them backing him fully. I, yeah. I don't like this dancing around Jimmy shit. What what's the point of it? Nobody nobody's buying this. Anybody with a brain in their head can tell that you don't want Jimmy Garoppolo on your team. You don't make the moves that you make. You don't do the things that you did every single offseason to try to replace the guy if you love him that much. But then you come out here and dick ride him publicly, like he's just you know well you know, we're not going to quarter we're not going to cut a great quarterback you know that doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? You know, Jimmy's too good of a quarterback for us to cut. And, you know, we, we don't want to do that. No, you want to save seven and a half million fucking dollars. That's what you want to do. You want to save seven and a half mil because you don't want to pay him while he's injured. And at the end of the day, there's no way that you leave him in this locker room. I guarantee you, and I don't want this to happen, but I guarantee you, if you leave Jimmy in this locker room, and we don't get off to such a hot start. What are the players in there going to do? What's Kittle? What's uh, Juice? What's McGlinchey? What's possibly even Trent Williams? What are they all going to do? We were winning with Jimmy, so we should put him back in. I don't know why we even said we should take Jimmy out. That's what's that would be happen. a dividing right there. That They're would be too much problem. That locker room because guys like Brandon Ayuk are going to go, you mean to tell me we can sit up there and hold our breaths, wait for him to throw an interception every game, but Trey can't have a few bad starts? You mean to tell me that I could be standing wide open downfield and he wouldn't throw me the ball, but Trey Kane had a time where he missed me once or twice? Are you mean to tell me <laughs> all these things that he could do, all the stuff that we saw, and y'all want to throw him back in there? Of course, with an offensive line that has no idea who he is because this offensive line pretty much is going to be reworked outside of the bookends, and that's only if McGlinchey's healthy enough to even start the damn season. If not, most likely we're going to probably have Justin School starting in right tackle. But Dude. either way, that that this, this is the truth of it. You give uh-huh. this guy every pass in the book. The media just gives him every pass in the book outside of one person, which is like Stephen A. Smith. He'll tell you Jimmy's trash. He's still going to point star Jimmy in it is. Point star Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't care about that. My thing is I want them to publicly back Trey for the locker room's sake for our sake, and for his as well. Because I can tell you right now, if I'm in that locker room and you bring this asshole back and he's sitting there and he's on this squad 
And I already know he's going to bump Nate Tudfeld down the practice squad. They're probably going to cut Brock Purdy, which, you know, would be stupid because you're paying Nate Tudfeld way too much money to leave him on the practice squad. That's the dumbest shit. And you can't carry three, yep. three active quarterbacks. Highest paid player from the practice squad. Yeah, you can't have three active quarterbacks on the roster because that's just going to be stupid as fuck. Um, so it, it everything that you build up to, just it, it doesn't make sense for them keeping Jimmy. You have to get rid of him. So all of the bluffs that they're calling, you need to stop lying. We all know what you're doing. You're trying to sell this guy as if he's he's the greatest thing. You know what Jimmy has? Leadership and a nice fucking chin. He's a handsome dude with good leadership. Not going to cut it in the NFL. You can be handsome with great leadership. If you ain't winning no damn games, I don't can't do even shit. say he has a great yeah, He's like a Trent Dilfer. Can't do shit. Never took, yeah, never took won that game off the Ravens defense back. Like, we all know that. Just like Peyton Manning won that Super Bowl in Denver off of Denver's defense back. We all understand that. And in the playoffs, it doesn't work in today's football. Defense, exactly. Our defense, our run game, and our special teams have won us all of our playoff games. Why? Because we had an inept quarterback who, yep. when we gave him the opportunity, could not close. He hasn't he had can, one good playoff game. Well, not not one yeah. time has he had an no. actually good. And nobody talks yeah. about all running game. Eight passes, that's it. Come on, two TDs, seven interceptions. Like, what the fuck is that? He can go out there, single-handedly s- lose a game, and then he'll go in the press conference and be like, "We need to play better." Jimmy <laughs> no, sucks. Dude, J- Jimmy sucks so bad in the playoffs. I can play quarterback, and I just throw eight passes. Come on. Anybody mean that? That's not hard to do. For it either. I still swear that Jimmy's only highlight from the playoffs is him half pancaking Anthony Barr to free up yeah. Debo Samuel on that one run. That's it. <laughs> yeah. For real. For real. And, but speaking of Jimmy, uh, I didn't get to get an answer from you, Dion, since you joined late. But what, what, do you, what's your take on Jimmy G's um, recovery going as planned and talking about? Trade talks heating up. I uh, hope and pray that that man is fully healthy for his own sake. He's got a job to do. He has a job in the NFL somewhere. Is Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo a starter in the NFL? Yes. I am not going to sit up here and say that he's not. Is he a top-tier starter? Hell the fuck no, he is not. Is he a bottom-tier starter? Yes, he's in the 20 to 32 range. That's literally where he belongs. That You can put him anywhere in there, and it makes more sense. But I'll tell you this, if he's healthy and we can get him to pass a physical and he can go out and audition for a few teams, his camp has already said he's willing to renegotiate his contract to be able to move. I don't want us taking on any of his damn money. That's my number one thing. Do not take on any of his contract. He don't deserve that. Look what he did to you at the end of the season. He screws you out of a possible draft pick. Do you understand if he didn't have surgery, we could have got some dummy to think that he was the, the the saving grace for their franchise and give us possibly even a second round pick for him. But no, what are you going to get now? Fourth, fifth, maybe a sixth. We don't know. And Dude, the Colts were like this said, close. Yeah, just like I, I said on, they the show, Washington. on my show earlier, I don't want them getting greedy. Don't hold out. Because, oh, you know, Jimmy's a great quarterback. And we need a first-round pick for him. Give us that or you're not getting him. No. They know what he is. Everybody's seen him. Don't lie to yourself, Kyle. Don't lie to yourself, John. And don't lie to yourself, Farah. Dude, Be Jimmy's smart. like Jimmy's like that one. 
And Jimmy's like that one cool guy you go to the party with and he gives you the ladies, bro. That's the kind of guy you no, want to stick with. That's all he is, but he doesn't get you nowhere. He's just that subway guy now. I wish he was on Jimmy John's because he's from Illinois. And the sad part is he ain't even the subway guy because his owner doesn't cook. He didn't even know that much. I mean, you know, it, it just – we all know 49 throwback. We all know Jimmy doesn't take accountability. But Trey Lance does. All he does is smile, which game, I want to punch his teeth off. Yeah. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, it's better to just leave it alone. And I like this. Jimmy's a mid-tier QB. He never got better. Uh, uh, wait, wait. He never got better. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Zach Wilson and Trey Lance and Mac Jones are better than him already. And Bryce Young comes – in the league, he will also be better. I'm going to tell you Chill this. Out on the Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson, Wilson I'm, I'm just going to keep it a bug with you. Zach Wilson is not better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay? I'm, I'm Zach Wilson is overrated. The Jets are just the Jets, a poor If the Jets had Jimmy as their starter, they may have at least two extra wins. Bro, they're like, the, they're like the Knicks of football. Come on. Dude, any yeah, quarterback that the Jets get, they're trash. They go to another team. That's what happens. I can tell you right now, the last, the last quarterback they had that didn't anything, and he didn't do much of anything, was Mr. Butt Fumble himself, Marcel. Sanchez, yeah. yeah that was it. And he was still His riding. Fumble. He did some things, but he still rolled the defense's coattails to two straight AFC AFC championship games. People he was like, about that. Yeah, he was like a he poor man, Jimmy. Yeah, and I mean, I look at it like this. At the end of the day, as long as he is gone, and we don't start the season with him on our roster. I don't give a fuck what they do. They can trade him for a washing machine and two peanuts. I don't give a shit. Just get him off of my team. I don't want to I, I, I just want Give me a Jimmy John sandwich at I, least. I, I, I want to get a Jimmy John's. I just want to see him and D Ford together on the same raft. Get the hell away from the Bay Area. I would love and why is D Ford still here? <laughs> yeah. Why? He should have been cut already. What is this like the you third time? This is like what, already, the third time we've restructured him since he's gotten his back injury. No, that was his no neck more. injury. You can't restructure can't restru- no, him. Like, he can't be restructured anymore. No, but they did like three different times since that back injury, twice. neck they injury, whatever mystery injury it yeah. was. Like, what it baffles me that we keep And where will Dante Johnson get off the damn roster? It keeps baffling <laughs> oh. me why we waste 53 million roster spots on these people who do not deserve it. And I'm not going to mention the guy that pissed off both Dion and me because that's just yeah. asking for trouble. Look, Ooh. it's simple. D Ford will be cut at Ooh, some Josh point. Roman? And we already no. know we're have to pay him. No, no. The other guy who just never set foot on a field Dante after Johnson. one preseason game. I, I actually, I, 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 I went back and watched yeah. the Raiders game. He did play in the Raiders game this year. And I really do believe that's the reason why he stayed. Uh, my thing uh, is looking like this: D four can't stay healthy, so you need to get rid of him. You already know you're gonna have to pay him like fourteen million because, like a dummy, you gave him an injury guarantee and you didn't yeah. front load his contract. You backloaded it, like so. Parag, you screwed up there. And then the other thing is with 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 ten, you have to get him out of here because you need that money. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if Nick Bosa has a healthy season and he gives you anywhere between fifteen to twenty sacks, you know what the fuck he gonna do? He gonna chill, and his agent gonna come in there and say, "Give me thirty million." And if you play hardball with Nick Bosa, his he has a whole fucking family that's been through the NFL. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a shit about holding out. And you already know he quiet as fuck. You know when he comes up, he's like, 
They're like, Nick, so what about your new contract? Like, man, he handle that. He's just Nick is either going to pull a jelly instead or he's going to go and use his brother as leverage to try to get to another team no, and get paid by them. The or TJ Watt type moves. The, the bosses just do it what their dad tells them to do. That's Exactly but that's what I'm saying. Like that dad is gonna, that dad is gonna look and go, "Hey, you see what AD just got? You need that and or more." Yeah. And that's what's gonna happen. I'm saying if he has that type of season, yeah, he's but... gonna want. He, he's not going to. The, the The issue is, the players on our team aren't the ones that fight for this money. It's yep. typically the agents. They're or the, the family. Or the it, and, and with in Debo's situation. I can say he's probably one of the few players that is actually fighting for it because he doesn't want to be used, um, you know, in, in a way that's going to destroy him. I have no idea why you would even ask me this question. 49ers throwback. I'm not even going to answer that. I'm not going to dignify that. That's complete sarcasm in every single letter of what you just typed. Um, but I, I look at it like this. At the end of the day, we can at least get to – 11 and 5, I'm sorry, 11 and 6 or 12 and 5 with Trey Lance at a minimum, at a full-on minimum. So I see no reason why we can't do anything to be able to just get Jimmy out of here and make this trade team. Dude, let's just cut our losses, dude. Like, what team's going to get them? Dude, the only thing we look at is maybe Seattle might be wanting to get them because they always take our sloppy seconds, but what's the chances? He can't if he can't pass a physical, then so be it. I mean, see, I, I, I don't, I don't see Seattle actually signing Baker or Jimmy. I think they purposely want to tank the year so that way they can get one of these quarterbacks. Right, Young is they want. I think they're at like what the, at the end of Jamal Adams' uh, trade away to the Jets now. So I think they're like closer to getting their first round picks back. And I really don't think that they want to be one of these teams that's going to be like the football team or Carolina that's constantly just bringing in vet quarterback after vet quarterback after vet quarterback and never like getting close enough to get that new next guy. Well, Matt rule might be on a hot seat. So he might, he might need to get somebody to take, take this team further. Like, cause you know, cause he's on his second or whatever the second year. So he, he's going to like, this is the break make or break year for this guy. So it's like, and, I, I still and, think it's going to be the Giants or Atlanta or it's going to be one of these other teams that isn't, like, really expected to do much that has a quarterback that really can't stay healthy and might make a move just to, like, a piece of fantasy. Like, we got, got somebody who actually has won before. At this point, I'd rather take Sam Darnold over Jimmy. At least we can just trade up the quarterback. What, what's the no. worst can happen? Darnold could be benefiting as a backup. And he can be like Trubisky, get another job next year, another following year. Here's my thing. If you take Donald, you have to wind up restructuring his contract so it doesn't destroy your cap. Plus, we already have Nate Suffield. He knows the system. Might as well keep him here. We all know Brock Purdy's going to the practice squad. He ain't about to do shit from what I hear from Grant Cohn. He's got Nick Mullins 2.0 is all I heard. Yeah, that's all I've heard. I ain't heard much great. Um to your point, the Romilia Sports Report, uh, he says, are the Rams and Dodgers going to send the SF teams home uh, again in the playoffs? Nope. Um, there aren't – There aren't. 
I don't know if anybody's really a, a SF baseball baseball fan on here. Um, okay, so I'm worried. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this and yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Um, the Rams ain't doing shit. We're going to kick y'all ass this year and we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and, you know, you won't repeat as Super Bowl champs. I know that already. I uh, still don't know where the hell y'all getting y'all money from. That's hella suspect. All right. The other thing is, uh, yes, the Dodgers, will, the Dodgers will wind up in the playoffs and they will send anybody, well, whether it be the Giants, the A's. Nah. Uh, Ooh, hey, go Giants. Yeah, we're we're the, Padres, the, Gi- the Dodgers will okay. send all of them home. I guarantee the Dodgers, you. Get, the the Dodgers are going home. The NL championship is going to be the Braves and the Dodgers again. It's, the it's only exactly LA team I care about is the Lakers. That's the only LA team I care about. I can give yeah, a damn about the rest of LA. I feel bad for you too. Sorry, I'm an LA we're Lakers get, fan, but that's the only one I care about. <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a Yankees Dodgers World Series, and the Yankees are gonna wipe the floor with their ass. So that's what's no, the Do- the Dodgers are not yeah, gonna who, wait, make who, the Who's gonna series. win that? Who's that gonna win that? Question? Yankees. The Yankees. The team up uh, whooping everybody. Knock that right now. Don't know. <laughs> Whoop no, what forty wins over five hundred right now or something like that? I don't like give that? a shit what the Yankees have. I don't hey, C- Christian, right I, I live in New Jersey and I hate to break this to you. You're not the, the Yankees are the Cowboys of baseball. They every Aaron year they're gonna be in the playoffs. <laughs> every year they're gonna they win and every year something so, hinky happens. 30, 30, Aaron Judge is who they got. He's good. Dude, they got everybody right now. They are fucking killing No, but he went to my college. Aaron Judge went to my Fresno State College, man. That dude's a beast. You know, they can have whatever they want during the season. At the end of the day, they make the World Series. And it's versus the Dodgers. We're going to kick the Fresno State alum. I went there. I'm warning you. I've lived with the New York media. I've lived with Yankee fans. I promise you, something always happens. It goes wrong. It yeah. doesn't matter. Oh, we're going to win. We're going to win. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was the last time. Yeah, that's the nine. Yeah. Uh, hey, the Dodgers are going to disappoint their fans, too. Just watch. They always find a way to lose. Yeah. Hey, the Giants are destined to make a comeback. They are destined to come back. Look, as long as we send home the Giants, the A, anybody, nope. as long as we send them home. The, the as long as the Warriors home. get out of the you damn playoffs and, and, the, and the Lakers come back to prominence, then we're good. Well, I can tell hey. you right now that that's not going to happen. The Warriors yeah, I can, bro, hey, the Lakers. Hey, I can, Lakers. Y'all need to figure out what y'all doing in the first as place. As a Lakers fan. Yeah. One dude who can't stay healthy, and you have another dude who's only playing because he's no, trying, they, to, they, trying they, to be able to play with his son. I'm a Lakers fan. The problem is, is we have no leadership in the organization. They, the last. We tell about LeBron weekend, James is your leadership. Hey, Too much retirement hey, no, homes, dude. Oh on. my god! They literally, see so what happened last season. The last season and shit. The last two seasons, they let the inmates run the freaking prison. Okay. They let the freaking patients run the insane asylum, whatever you want to call it. They let the kids run the business. Hey, and the, we got a bunch so of old you know, men on our team. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Though they let they I'm let the players really run the business, and, hey, freaking, and it imploded. The 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 team's a shit show because there's no leadership after after Jerry Buss died, and they LeBron let they let LeBron they're letting LeBron have too much power and shit. And he's a he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. He's imploding hey. the team. Hey, let me tell you. Something. I like LeBron, but let let me, let me tell you something. 
y'all add Kyrie, y'all still ain't beating the Warriors. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, hell, Bro. definitely not. Dude, with all the talent we got going on, man, shit, LeBron's he's, he's even 50-50 of leaving the Lakers, so I don't know. We'll hey. see. Hey, LeBron well, he's, just ruined he's, you guys' he's organization. Shambles, so he should leave. I'll ask this question, and I'll pose this to one person who's been very quiet on the subject. Chris. Yeah. How you feel about the Lakers, man? You've been really quiet. I feel like in your head you're just like, didn't the Dubs just win the fucking title? Why are we talking about the shitty ass Lakers? Oh, I'm chilling just, because the Warriors are gonna repeat. Why? Why the hell are we talking about Kyrie talking about, and LeBron baby. and AD? Let's go. Let me tell you something. 2020. Okay, we can live off of 2020. Your choice. Your choice. The greatest franchise in history. Your your choice. Bubble wins don't count. 41 games. Or AD, or sorry, or Russell Westbrook to play 82. I don't know which one's worse. And then also, you have Anthony Davis, who has knees made of glass like my windows to my right. They're going to break down probably 50 games in a year, and he's not going to be playing in the playoffs. His whole body's going to bring Carmelo Anthony to that not that long ago to the like, Lakers. Rams are done. Like, they're done. They just played this past season. I don't know what the hell the Lakers thought they were doing. They really formed the All-NBA team of, like, 2011 and thought that shit was going to work. The retirement. I guess it was the retirement tour. I don't know. No, it was the it was the Los Angeles. It was like when we got all these old players, like Gary Payton, the rest of those guys, like, in 1999. It, shit. It felt like a movie. Oh, yeah, it, it, it felt yeah. like yeah, a movie. The Bell Man. <laughs> It felt like a movie that's like a sequel to a really old franchise, and they brought back all the old ass actors to reprise their roles, and it just sucked ass in the box office. You mean Expendables as the Lakers? Yeah, it's like the Expendables is awesome. You watch that. You watch it. Watch, watch yourself there. I love that. Hey, uh, my phone's gonna die up in a little bit, man. So, gotta let this phone charge. Hey, well, we're gonna end it soon, right now. Anyways, look. I got Warriors podcast page, so if we want to talk some basketball and talk shit about the Lakers, we can. On I'll talk on, shit about the Lakers. Dude, I'll Locked even in. talk shit. About Locked my in GSW podcast, <laughs> so you know, just let me know. We'll set up a day, a time, and we'll talk. Because guess what? The Warriors are champs, and they will be champs again next year. Tell you, talking so, shit about the Lakers gives me happy. I don't see any team hey. in the West right now that's going to give the Warriors problems enough to a point where they don't. Grizzlies. Win. I, oh, I, no, no. I see no. Chris no. is coming. They bums. They bums. I just think – I just look at – I, I kind of predicted, like, during the playoffs that it would come down to Boston and the Warriors, and I felt like the Warriors had the more experience because of, if it wasn't for Clay being injured like those other previous years, I think Warriors were already competitive from right off the bat. So, And, and, and let me tell you something, oh, okay? What well, well, people don't realize – Hold on, Chris. Go ahead, go let ahead. Me, let, me, let, me, let me say this real quick. You know why the Warriors won? Because Jason Tatum don't show up in the fourth quarter. He was oh, nowhere yeah. to be found yeah. in the fourth quarter. I watched the Celtics Sorry. just because Breezy seemed to be like the only Celtics fan in the entire night faithful. And oh, I got to say, I got to <laughs> say, the worst part of watching the Celtics this entire whole playoff run was watching Marcus Smart. Hey, that man John drove Chad- absolutely crazy. John Chapman's Mavericks. He was pissed. Hey, <laughs> John Chapman was pissed. Let me tell you something about, about the Warriors, okay? What people don't realize, and it's infuriating because I'm seeing, like, the photoshops of KD to Portland, which won't matter, and I'm seeing the photoshops of Kyrie in L.A., which won't matter, and people are like, 
which team comes out of the West? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How about the team that just won the damn championship? And let me tell you something. The Warriors are about to get better because Klay Thompson, halfway through the season, came in on minutes restriction after two years of shooting in the gym by himself, like all of us could at 24-hour fitness, having to play NBA basketball. And then at the time when he would have had his all-star break, he's going into playoff basketball, playing high intensity, only played like 11 minutes with the big three in the regular season with absolutely no, no time before the playoffs to actually start getting in real rhythm with these guys. Now he has a whole offseason to get himself ready, get himself oh. conditioned. Yeah, and not the fake Dunham. Curry, right? And, not and the on, fake Clay Thompson guy, and, right? And, and on top of that, Jordan Poole's going to develop. He has championship experience and now. Andrew Wiggins Wiseman. keeps getting better. He has championship experience now. James Wiseman, look at rookie clips of him. What was the one thing people said the Warriors were missing? It was like a seven-foot big guy who was a lob threat who could mm-hmm. get rebounds and block shots. Mm-hmm. James Wiseman's more than that. He can run. Yo, the, he can run the length of the floor. They're going to be a better team yo, next year. And, and people are our draft, Kyrie Irving and, and our our draft picks John that Wall. we got too. Ooh, can't wait, man. Kuminga. But uh, I, I did so. Ramirez Sports Report. I have to respect your flex. Because I do it a lot to people who don't have the option. So he's out there with, what, 17, 18 championships the Lakers have. So he's talking about how many they have versus what the Warriors have. Here's the thing. They're, they have a higher probability of getting closer to you guys' championship numbers than you guys winning another title in the next five to seven years. Like all they, they they could really go on a tear Ouch. just to get to ten before you guys even win another title. Y'all gotta the Lakers fortunately have this thing. It's LA and people want to come here. They want to be a part of that lore of the Lakers franchise. Here's the issue. There is no lore anymore because you don't have the right people running shit. If Jeannie Buss steps up and takes over that team and does not allow her little brother to do anything. Then Lakers will get better. Did you guys Jerry just Bush see what Joey died. Joey put up? Well, Joey Joey always on some shit. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He said Tatum disappeared faster than Jimmy G's trade value after surgery. That is kind of funny. <laughs> These are facts. <laughs> I love you, Joey. You know what? Uh, Tatum Joey does it himself always he puts on. In. He he tries Joey's to like have like a funny. Kobe persona and then shoots twenty four percent in the fourth quarter <laughs> of the finals. Yeah. Like, dude. You're not Kobe. Stop. Dion, what you were alluding to is kind of kind of true, but you're also kind of alluding to what, what I would say makes the NBA a little less exciting to other sports is there's not enough parity in the NBA. There's The NBA is always dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. The dynasty true. just kind of go through. And it's never a parity where it's constantly ro- rotation like in the NFL, in the NHL, in MLB. So you you what you're what you're saying is probably right because that's kind of how the NBA works. There's dynasty after dynasty after dynasty. That's that's the NBA, and it is is so lacking a parity that you're probably correct. And but that's to me that's why I would like why I think the NBA isn't as exciting as some other sports because of that reason. Like I'm watching NHL right now, hoping the team that's won the last two championships doesn't win because two in a row is too many. And they're trying to go for the third one. You don't want to – Wait, who won the last championship? Is the, the last Lightning? two are the Lightning. The Lightning are yeah. playing the Avalanche right now. The Avalanche are 56 minutes away from being the champions. 56 seconds hey, well, away from like being the champions. At least Tampa Bay has something to be happy about. 
because mm-hmm. you know the Bucks won the ring and the yeah. Lightning won the last two hockey things. You know they have something to smile about. There's not much to smile yeah. about, but except for the Rays, they're not going to get it. The Tampa Bay Rays suck ass. Um, <laughs> the, so I, I'm sorry, I'm a National League guy, and I only have two teams: it's the Dodgers and the Braves. And it's bittersweet because when they were facing each other, it's really hard for me to be happy or sad when either team won <laughs> or lost. But either way. It's real simple. Yeah. When it comes down to our 49ers, because that's what all of us are here for outside mm-hmm. of Chris, because I don't think he's a 49er fan. Oh I just think God. he's a Warriors fan. <laughs> um, or maybe he likes to represent <laughs> both sides of the bay. I don't know, because he has a Raiders and he has okay. a 49ers. Hey, I explain to it. Explain it. I have it back there because it's Ken Stabler and also my podcast is supposed to be a Bay Area sports podcast. And because okay, they played in they're... Oakland – that's right there, but fuck the Raiders. Okay. Yes. Okay. Finally, right. something so we can agree. Right. And Ramilia, you got to agree that the Raiders suck, go, dude. Come on, or else you're suspect, my dude. <laughs> no, he, no, he know the Raiders suck. Come on now. No, uh, no. Most like Rams fans, you see, you'd be surprised. A lot of Rams fans suck up to the Raiders. Lefty's out of here, man. He's, he's, he's <laughs> back, uh, his stuff. Right. We appreciate all it. Right, man. It's all good, man. But hey. Yeah. We got a great season ahead of us. We're going to yes. continue to win. It means nothing. All the little bullshit that they're saying, uh-huh. all the Robert's arms and all the crap, it doesn't mean anything. We have a winning season ahead of us. I guarantee you at least 11, 12 wins. That's mm-hmm. the minimum. And if we get more than that, then that's just, you know, cream on top of the pie, man. Adam Rank, I'm coming for you when we get them 11 to 12 wins. Too. Adam Rank is delusional yeah, just right. like Skip Bayless. He's delusional like him. We lose right. Why do you have these two homers? The Bears who have no O line. He's from what? Chicago. Like, did we really expect Adam Rank to let the Chicago Bears lose? When will they the fire Skip Bayless? Yeah, he's, he's, he's a biased Cowboys fan. Got it. Got it. Anybody's logical would think. Damn, he had us at three and thirteen going into twenty nineteen, just because yeah. he wanted and to see the Niners the other go way. worse than twenty eighteen. All all national media has a bias toward the East Coast. Yeah, they, right. they don't ever like even look at the war the NBA Finals. They had their Basketball Austin. power index. And yeah, the Warriors had a fourteen percent chance supposedly to win the series. Like they, and also the Niners. Like that's why they're so lazy with their damn takes all the time with the Jimmy G stuff because they don't pay attention. They they don't really care about the West Coast teams like nope. that. Well, Rich Eisen does. He's he's he does the LA stuff, so he does give he us a lot of Niners all day. Yeah, he dude, he's been talking about Trey Lance a lot too. And even though yeah. he's a Jets fan, he is praising about Trey. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because he's a Jets fan. What the fuck else is he going to praise about? All right. <laughs> it's a Jets fan. Uh, and right. with that being said, I'll kick it over to Brandon. Or that all right. Yeah, guys, catch y'all later, guys. We're going to be, be ending right now, but before we head out, we're going to go over the formalities. So if you haven't yet already, please hit that like, subscribe button on our YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash forever faithful podcast 49. Hit that like and subscribe once again. Uh, go over to our Twitter, Instagram page. Twitter is at ffpod49. And Instagram is spelled all the way out for every faithful podcast. We're also on Twitch too, if you haven't yet already. Twitch.tv backslash for every faithful podcast. And we also have a Facebook page as well. Facebook.com backslash ffpod49. My man uh, in our sickness uh, is the admin and takes care of my page for me. So appreciate him for that. So shout out to him. But uh, other than that, guys, um, if you guys are still in here, please go check out my brothers from the. Uh, our guys from the Hive, Zach and Matt, 
is joined by Mike Andrews from Nothing But Niners right now. So we're going to go ahead and uh, switch over to that. And uh, until next time, guys, go Niners. Peace. Peace.